Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 17, Sraddhatraya Vibhagi Yoga, Yoga of three types of Sraddha. This Sraddha we have is for where my happiness lies. I have this one and one only pursuit in my life is to remain happy. I want to avoid unhappiness at any cost and acquire happiness. And therefore, I'm pursuing this happiness in my life. So everything I do becomes pursuit of happiness. That's what our constitution in this country guarantees. So I jokingly say that when I came here, I was cheated. That United States Constitution guarantees life, liberty, and happiness. So when I came here, I realized it's not happiness that I get it. There's a pursuit of happiness. That's all anybody can guarantee you. So Bhagavan said that we are pursuing our happiness in various pursuits and in the process we are acquiring tendencies and qualities. These tendencies become my estate. That's my wealth. It's the only wealth I have which I'll be taking with me when I leave this existence. Everything else will remain here. I'll take my tendencies with me. So those are my very valuable estates and therefore have to be very careful what is in it. And there we learned that the divine estates will liberate you from your limitations which will then ultimately give you what you're seeking for is happiness. And the negative tendencies will bind you to this material world. Because I have falsely concluded that my happiness lies in this material world by acquiring, accomplishing, becoming successful will make me happy. And it turned out to be false by my own experience in life. So Bhagavan said that bondage of seeking happiness within this world of matter, you will be liberated from when you acquire this divine tendency. And to acquire this divine tendency, Bhagavan gave one simple prescription saying that act in this world as prescribed in Sastra, as prescribed by the wise people, as prescribed by your ancestors in their wisdom. And Arjuna asked question at the beginning of this chapter, that what if somebody is working in this world with Sraddha, has complete faith that this is the right thing to do, to be happy. But he has no instructions or he has never followed any sastra or any instruction. Sastra really does not mean just the sacred books. Sastra means the books of wisdom, wherever they come from. But if I never heard or read about it or learned from anybody, but I still have faith that what I'm doing is right and I'm working in this world, 
भगवान व्हाट टाइप ऑफ श्रद्धा इज दैट इफ दैट श्रद्धा इज सात्विक राजसी को तामसिक इन इन रिस्पॉन्स भगवान से इज दैट दैट श्रद्धा डिपेंड्स ऑन द पर्सन नेचर इट कैन बी इधर सात्विक और राजसिक और तामसिक डिपेंडिंग ऑन वॉट दैट पर्सन नेचर इज Your shraddha will be in compliance with your own nature, the real nature. Real nature, in a sense, what is your personality is constituted of. Our personality is basically our mental tendencies. If my tendencies are satvik, then my faith will be satvik. If my tendencies are rajasik, my faith will be rajasik. If my tendencies are tamasik, my faith will be tamasik. So, just simple answer, Bhagwan said, "Trividha bhavati shraddha." Sāsvabhāvajā, according to each one's nature, that occurs in each person. So therefore, if you ask somebody how to improve the quality of life in the society, the scientist will say, we need to do some more research and have more funding for NIH and NASA and the business owner, forget about all of that. Let's see what gives you the most return on investment. And that's how we can raise this living standard in this country. Because each one has a different faith, and Bhagwan said that each one's faith will make them faithful in that particular aspect of life. Then Bhagwan said, those who have satvik sadha will pursue the divine entities. Those who have rajasik sadha, they will pursue the yaksas and raksasas, which represent the people who controls wealth and power. Those who have tamasik sadha. They will pursue the bhuta and a preta, people who are of or the entities who are of no value, but they will follow them. All are putting efforts, but in different ways. And Bhagwan said that this sraddha is so important; it will drive your entire life. And this sraddha and a person's tendency have a symbiotic relationship. More satvik I am, more satvik sadha I will develop. More satvik sadha I will have, more satvik tendencies I will develop. So therefore, Bhagwan said it is very important to understand how your life is driven by your sadha. Everything that person does or any person is depending on his sadha, where his conviction is. And obviously, we can all agree with that. That I will only pursue the path which I am convinced of. People can convince me all day long that running marathon is good for you, Neil. Not going to work. But somebody who has sadha in it, they will leave everything and pursue that. I remember a few years ago in New Jersey there was a Swaminarayan Sampradaya's big festival where they had taken over Rutgers University and created the entire village. And I couldn't believe myself when people told me that people have given up their jobs to prepare for the festival, took their kids out of schools, and then sent them to India for two years to prepare for the, all the dances they have presented at that festival, and all the programs they have done. Now, if you ask me to leave my job, take the kids out of college, the Chinmaya Mission has a festival coming up. Are you out of your mind? But the person who has faith, he is guided by his own faith, and all his actions will be driven by that faith. What you eat will also depending on your sraddha. 
it never said this food is sattvic, this is rajasic or this is tamasic. But my likings will be in accordance with my sraddha. So when I'm in a sattvic mood, I will like the food which is rasyaha, snigdaha, that which increases my health and gives me a cheerful mood and which works with my system, that's the type of food I will crave for when I'm in a sattvic mood. When I'm in a rajasic mood, then I will like all this pungent, sour, bitter. I like tea. But as soon as I come to my office, no tea. I like coffee. Suddenly, I don't know what happens. In that half an hour between I drive from my home to here, the whole environment has changed. Everybody drinks coffee, so now I like coffee. Your mood changes, your liking for the food changes by one side. So the food is innocent. You decide what food is good for you. Tatvik people will first think about what is good for them. What food will give them the better health, good mood, comfortable in their system. And they will choose that food. When you are in a sattvic mood, you will do that. When rajasic mood, whatever is convenient, quick, tasty, and move on. In tamasic, they don't even care about what the food tastes like or where it came from. As long as this food is good enough, because I don't do anything to do it. It's available and I'll eat it. We do the same thing. There are times we don't do anything. Let's go to the refrigerator, dig into it, and maybe in the back of the refrigerator find something which is week old, but it will do it today because we don't do anything. Bhagavan says even the food is according to each one's mood or the sraddha. And then he says, Afala kangsi bihi yagnaha vidihi drustaha ya ijyate yastavyam iti manaha samadhaya after food, he says, even the yagnas which you perform, broader definition of yagna is, when we live this life, we decide that this is the purpose of my life. And I put all my efforts into it. It's basically my yagna, constantly going on. So, our sastras remind us that as soon as a baby is born, as soon as you take your birth, you're indebted to so many entities in this world. As soon as you have taken birth, you have not done anything so far, but because you have come into existence, you owe it to, first of all, to your parents. Without them, your existence was not possible. So you are indebted to your parents. Therefore, the first thing is Matru Deva Bhava, Petru Deva Bhava. Without them, I don't even have an existence as, as I am today. Then the Pitrus, my ancestors, if they were not there, the whole line of Progeny would not be there and I would not be here. Therefore, I'm indebted to my, all my pitrus. Therefore, pitrus radha. And then to the society. If the society has not created this conducive environment. When I was taking birth, hospitals, doctors, nurses, law and order, all that were not there, then also my existence wasn't possible. I'm indebted to so many things. And then the devas to control this dharma chakra. So I owe it to the society, to my parents, to my ancestors, to this nature for my existence and therefore the rest of my life will be to fulfill my duty. We have seen that the duties fall in several 
categories. My actions fall in several categories. So one is called Kamya Karma. I do things to fulfill my desires. Kamya Karma. Other one is called Naisiddhya Karma. The karmas which are forbidden by the wisdom of the society, thou shall not do that. You don't have to write any rules to say thou shall not steal. You don't have to be a civilized society to figure out that stealing is bad. Even a caveman knew that something which I have hunted the day before and I have told for my food, if somebody takes away, that's not good. And therefore, if he thinks a little bit, he said, I shouldn't be doing that to others. So stealing is not good, does not require any education. So Bhagavan said, that's a naisiddhya karma. It's forbidden action. Then the nitya karma. Even to maintain my body, there are certain things I have to do. I have to get up in the morning, brush my teeth. So the nitya karma. There's something to maintain my health and hygiene in my system. So get up in the morning, take a bath. They're nitya karmas. Nobody congratulates me, Neil, congratulations. You got a nice bath today. Even I don't congratulate myself. They're nitya karma is given. You have to do it. Then naimitya karma. I do it on special occasions. I don't go to hospitals every day. Just let, let me check it out who is sick today. No. But my friend is sick and they need my help. Or they tell Neil, you need to go and see him so he'll feel better. That's my naimitya karma. That's on a special occasion. Something you are doing for others, which is just not for you. My friend is sick and I go to the hospital, that's not going to give me anything, but that is my duty, that I help him. Figure out what he needs. Can I help you? Can we get food for you? So they, those are the type of things called naimitik karma. First two are recommended to be avoided. Kamya karma and naisiddhi karma not to be done. Everything else... Nitya and Naimit, they fall into my duties because I'm indebted to the society and to my parents and to Devas. I have to do those karmas. Yastavyam iti manaha samadhaya. One who has firmly determined mind that this needs to be done and therefore I'm doing it. And therefore, he also realizes that Expecting any particular result is not very fruitful activities, not very reliable activity. To decide that from doing this, I will get this, may not work. Because we know from our experience, the fruits are always in the future, actions are in the present, and I am not the karma faladata. I am not the, the result giver for my actions. I perform actions and rest of the world is the karma faladata. They will give the results. I submit proposals. The selection committees decide whether my proposal is good enough or not. People ask me all the time when I come back from the interview, I say, Neil, how was it? I say, it was always good. It is a result I'm not sure about. My interview is always good from my perspective. So but once in the one who had decided that this projecting what results will come out of my actions is not fruitful, He's a happy person. He's performing his duties without expecting particular results. You have a complete faith in the law of karma, law of actions. Every action will have a reaction equal and opposite. We have complete faith in the laws of nature which we know. Therefore, all our gadgets work. 
because we have no faith in those laws of nature and you know maybe gravitational force will work one day monday through friday saturday sunday who knows you know so let's make sure that we account for gravity is not available for me tie all the weights on the saturday sunday so i don't fly away we don't do that we have complete faith every time i put the key in my ignition and turn i have complete faith that as long as all the laws of thermodynamics are working in my car my car will start so bhagwan said off la kangsi bhi not because he thinks the actions will not bear any results he is absolutely sure the results will be appropriate for my actions vidhi drushtaha and he is performing actions as prescribed by the books of knowledge my teachers my ancestors who said bhayo karto nahi to the problem tha sir my parents said don't do this or you'll get in trouble well don't do it but i said no no i'm going to try it out so bhagwan said vidhi drushta sah satvikah such yagna is satvik and that person remains in the state of happiness because happiness is his real nature he had not polluted anything he did not create agitation in mind by expecting a particular results he also did not agitated because i did something for somebody and that somebody did not congratulate me for that all of that he is devoid of and therefore he remains in the state of happiness by performing actions in a satvik mode he is such a yagna satvik yagna next he says in contrast to that abhisandhayatu phalam dambharyam apicha aivayat i'm putting my actions but i absolutely want to make sure that it will have result i'm making charity this is dharam coming but i'm making charity make sure that everybody knows that i'm doing it there the pillars at hindu center so when they first came up with the idea so i was involved as more as an architect and i said well, what are you doing it's, it's a, the whole plaza was going to cost something like 700000 dollars but we will raise this funds by putting this pillars put 10 names on each pillar will charge $10,000 per pillar and i said who is going to do that to my surprise all the efforts in raising funds were very difficult selling those pillars going like hot cakes <laughs> we are actually competition no 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 but we want to have this pillar here i thought oh, this is really amazing once you have at least given that your name will be there forever that you donated money there were people who were clamoring on top of each other to donate money Bhagwan said, "Abhisandhayatu phalam, desirous of results of my actions, and dambhartham api chayva, and for showing off. Anything which you say, it will be publicized in Richmond Times Dispatch. If you do that, and then you will have a little plaque, that will be easier to sell. Then say, well, nobody ever know. Very difficult. The so Bhagwan said." If you are that avisandhat phalam dambhartham apichayvat ijyate bharata sirastha tam yagnam vidhi rajasam those actions which you are putting in your life to get something out of it and to showing off bhagwan said they are considered to be rajasam they are rajasic actions and the result of rajasic action we are always in the state of anxiety when we are performing also i don't know whether people are really noticing it i don't know whether people will appreciate it 
whether I will get the results, people who appreciate me and also people who criticize me, I also want to make sure they know that I'm doing it. So Bhagavan said, those actions are rajasic and result into agitation of your mind. Therefore, seeking happiness from that is a futile exercise. Vidihanam asrusta annam mantrahinam adakshinam Sraddhavirahitam yagnam tamasam parichaksate. Obviously, we are using yagna as a metaphor for all actions. So, we use that traditional yagna's format. So, in yagna, what requires a vidhi, vidhi purot, according to what in this asta, that this yagna should be done this way. In fact, I have read that all over geometry was developed so that those pundits can make the yagna kunda perfectly to make sure that we understand the shapes and create them correctly. So Bhagavan said, Vidhi Hinam. I want to do a yagna but without any method. Ikea's furniture, I used to like Scandinavian furniture. So all my younger days we bought all those Scandinavian furniture and had to assemble. But I said, I'm an architect. I really don't need to read instruction. I know how to put furniture together. And my son will say, well, Dad, let's look at the... I said, no, I'll, I'll tell you. By the time we had third step, he realized with the fourth step, which is supposed to have not taken, we had taken a third step. Disassemble everything. Vidihinam. You don't want to follow the instructions. At the time, we don't even see that there's instruction already in that box somewhere. Yagna Bhagavan the same way. When you act in this world, first figure out what is right action and how to do it. But if you're doing it, we are in a hurry, let's do Yagna Vidihinam. Asrusta annam, without food. See, that's why all our activities, all religious activities, answers, has food in it. Now you know why prasad is always necessary. But once asrusta annam is not considered good. Asrusta annam, annam in our culture is everything that you require to sustain your life. So if you are not providing the sustenance to the people who are participating with you, then that's not good. I call people to work all day, but don't think about when they will have lunch. Anna is very necessary in any activity. So we make sure the people who are participating are taken care of. Mantra hinam. Mantra, manahatrayate iti mantra. That which liberates your mind is mantra. So if you are not prepared mentally to do this yagna, you are not prepared to support this activity, and you are not even figured out what is the right way to do it, or dakshina, also not compensating people who provide services. Dakshina, at the end of the puja, give dakshina. In those days, there was no set fee. Now we have Hindu temple, $100 for this puja, $11 archana. In those days, it was not like that. Brahman comes, barber comes and cuts your hair, there is no price set. You give him whatever... So, Adakshinam, you are not compensating people who are providing services. Sraddha virahitam. And also, you don't really have faith that this is going to get anything good out of it. But everybody says, you should do it, I'm doing it. Yagnam tamasam parichakshade. Such a yagna is considered tamasic. Performed by ignorant people. Never bear any good results. Always there is some mess up somewhere. And it will create agitation for you. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhagbhavet
ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿಯೋ